listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at Israel News Talk Radio. And today's topic, red flags. That's right. The next round, inflation, Ukraine peace, African coups, nuclear Somalia, ugh, chaos and the orb. And also the latest in Ukrainian news. Guess what? Apparently over 400,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed, and the United States is still going strong. What's that all about? We're going to find out on this show. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues. I want to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, red flags, next round inflation. What say you? Okay, um, uh, first of all, we need to understand a little bit more about inflation and how it actually functions. Historically, inflation generally moves in waves, and each wave, each inflation wave, historically generally has three to four peaks. So what we've seen so far is the first peak. I project, and, and in a moment I'll, t- I'll explain why, that we're about to see another peak very soon. I expect probably before the end of this calendar year. Okay, so according to data from the Energy Information Association, volumes of U.S. crude and oil supply rose to the highest since August 2019 and will most probably rise further as June and July data arrived, the data from June and July have not yet um, been published. U.S. gasoline prices, pay attention here. We just said U.S. crude and oil supplied rose, but gasoline prices also rose. And that's an anomaly. It shouldn't work that way. If the production is, is going up, then the price should go down, but the price has gone up. It went up from... Uh, uh, it went up by 16 cents per gallon on a, uh, a, a nationwide average. So it hit a, 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 a high this past few days of about $3.75 um, to the U.S. gallon. Um, some places have been um, talking about closer to four, but that appears to be the average right now. Um the heat-related refinery outages are somehow uh, uh, um, causing a lowered gasoline stocks. So while the production is going on, is, going, uh, is rising, gasoline production has actually dropped, and that explains somewhat why the prices at the at the pump has gone up. Goldman forecast that the price of a barrel of oil, remember the crude, is going to rise to $86 uh, per barrel. Right now it's it's sitting at about $82.83 by December. So a a few percentage point rise there. But it expects the prices to rise further to $93 per barrel in this, by the second quarter of, of next year. Um, what, what, does this, what does this mean? What effect does this, will this have on inflation? We don't really know. What we know is that historically, when 
price of a barrel of oil rises, inflation rises as well. Because, of course, um, 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 uh, uh, oil and petroleum is included in almost every product that is manufactured today in some way or another. Um, Can I play devil's advocate for a moment? <laughs> Try. <laughs> okay. So I'm just wondering, you know, we've been through this before when gas prices, oil prices went up over $100 a barrel. And it was hard. It, people did take a hit, but we survived. It wasn't the end of the world. It was just a huge you know, inconvenience with lines at the gas station and, and people having to spend so much of their, their salaries on gas and getting to work, et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't end the world. It wasn't a catastrophe. It was just very difficult and aggravating for people. So, I mean, so why is this any different? I didn't say that. I haven't said that it is. I didn't say. I didn't mention the word catastrophe like that. I'm saying that I expect the second peak of this of this inflation rise, of this inflation wave, to show itself by the end of the year. Okay. And we normally have three to four peaks. So, in, in other words, in another aggravating, in expensive, inconvenience, and and needless. Uh, inflation is going to hit us, and we're all going to have to tighten our belts. I'm not saying it's needless. I mean, what we're what we're seeing is that the inflation is very much a uh, a function uh, or sensitive to the price of oil. It's not the only thing it's sensitive to. Of course, there are a lot of other factors, but uh, um, uh, oil seems to affect it much more than other things. And we uh, we expect to see a rise in inflation again within the coming months. Okay. How much, it's impossible to predict. It depends on a lot of other things. Okay. Let, let's pay attention to something very subtle here. Saudi Arabia announced an extension of its oil production cuts. In other words, it, it, it announced a one million barrel per day uh, production cut. It's now extended that production. It also indicated that it could extend it further. And it might even increase that cut. In other words, less oil on the market. Russia announced it will also curb oil exports. Now, why did one say production cut and one say export cut? We why? don't know. Mm -hmm. But they're working in concert. And why Russia said they'll curb their exports but not their production is not known. Maybe that's too subtle for some people, but uh, 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 the short-term effect will be the same. It will make the oil scarcer on the market, as I said. Which means more expensive, right? Which means it'll be more expensive. Right. The If we look on a, a, a middle-term view, what we're seeing is that since the Biden um, uh, 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 presidency began, the number of oil drilling rigs within the United States has dropped precipitously at the highest rate of drop in history. Hmm. We have never seen such a small amount of drilling for new product, as we've seen in this past year. All right. Well, all the all the easier for them to be able to push uh, electric vehicles on us. And well, not really, because electric why? vehicles have have their own problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I wanted to just say that. I wanted to say I just saw something online now about how uh, they took like I don't know. I, it's not called a Geiger. Uh, uh, meter but some type of meter where it, it, it uh, measures the electromagnetic energy the static and they show that that these electric 
uh, cars are giving off tons of this electric unsafe, unhealthy electric energy that can give people cancer. And, and when you're sitting in your vehicle for hours, driving every single day, twice a day to work, back from work, etc., this is going to most likely affect people and cancer rates, etc. People haven't thought about we that. We don't know that. We don't know that. I mean, that, that was predicted, for instance, for cell phones as well. And it turns out that that was an incorrect prediction. What we do know is that this has not been tested. This has not been looked at. And that is concerning. Well, I think that they have shown that people who wear their cell phones on them, like in in their breast pocket of their jackets or shirts, that they do suffer problems after prolonged exposure like that. I and don't they, think that's been proven. I haven't seen any okay. any, uh, any, any, any medical to, to uh, a proof of that. Okay, I'll have to look it up because I remember recently seeing something about that, but okay. Okay. Okay, next, next, uh, uh, next little item. More than a third of U.S. households, we're still on the issue of inflation, more than a third of U.S. households now have more credit card debt, which is short-term and very expensive, than total savings. Again, this is unprecedented, and this is scary. U.S. government debt has, has crossed the $32 trillion mark. In other words, adding half a trillion dollars in less than half a year. That's a phenomenal rate increase. People aren't aware of what happened. I mean, everybody was aware of this drama about the the, the, the debt limit, but what they actually did, and, and I think the uh, every Republican member of Congress should be deeply ashamed of this, what they did was they simply suspended the law. In other words, the government now legally can spend as much as you want. Previously, there was a law in place stating that they had to have congressional appro- approval. So now they don't. And How then the, the, there's the Fitch uh, lowering of the of the rate of the um, uh, uh, of the um, uh, credit worthiness of the United States, right, uh, the re- the rating of their credit worthiness. Again, nobody's talking about what this means, but what this means is that borrowing costs for the United States, interest rates that the United States pays have increased. In other words, the debt that the U.S. has, the thirty-two trillion dollars is now a little bit more expensive. Is this significant? We don't know. What we do know is that U.S. government debt is now more than 10% of the total U.S. budget. Again, unprecedented in history. Well, they'll just try to keep kicking the can down the road, no? Yeah, well, that doesn't work because if if we take, for instance, uh, uh, 10 years from now, according to the same Congressional Budget Office projection, it'll be 15%. So you, you just, it just, that's not, not possible. When you, you, at some point, at some point in time, the lenders, the people who lend money to the United States, most of whom are from the Far East, which is interesting, China and Japan and South Korea hold enormous portions of the U.S. debt. Uh, at some point, they're going to say, we don't trust you. And here we see Fitch saying, be aware. Okay, well, everybody, just be prepared. What can I say? We're going to take a break now. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back, everybody.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are broadcasting live here. If it's between 4 to 5 p.m. holy time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, that means that we are live and you can call into the show if you're listening on a Sunday at those times. If you're hearing the show at any other time, it means that you're listening to a replay, a rebroadcast of the show, and we are not live, and so we cannot take your call. All right, we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we were talking about red flags, the next round of inflation, and... We had to stop for here's, a break. Here's a horrible question for you. Uh-oh. What is the price of unchanneled greed? Unchanneled yeah. greed. The price? Yeah. Pain and suffering for everyone. I don't know. Harvard University, which only has um, $42 billion in its reserves, um, it's been caught selling body parts. Oh, my gosh. From, from its morgue. Oh, One my of the gosh. places that it was selling, it sold body parts from more than 400 bodies. Um. One of the places that it's sold to is a doll shop that makes dolls or sells dolls made from real body parts. Who buys such a thing? Well, evidently there are people in the in the excited states that do. I mean, this is a this is a, 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 a thriving business. This is not something fly by night. Who bell, who sells body parts? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, this is not something that you can be used for um, uh, for transplants. These are dead people. The skin, for instance, was sold to make leather, just like the Nazis. We need Mashiach now. We need the Messiah. I, we are so deep in the muck of 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 uh, immorality. Yeah, just total immorality with everything that's going on. Men think that they're women. Women think that think that they're men, and they mutilate their bodies and have their body pieces cut off. Ugh, it's just terrible. And what we're doing to our children, I, I I can't even go into now. But I will plug since I'm talking about this, I just did a video interview with Dr. Miriam Grossman, who wrote a book called Lost in Transnation. And she talks about kids who were mutilated by the medical establishment to try to change them into the opposite sex. Because as a child, they said, I feel like I'm the opposite sex. And without any psychiatric care, without Anything but, okay, fill out this form basically and, and go see this person. they just like all, already sticking them on puberty blockers and hormones and, and destroying their bodies and making them infertile. And now these kids are regretting what they did when they made this decision when they were too young to understand the repercussions of it. And they want to trans back, but now many times it's too late. They're going to be infertile for the rest of their lives. They're worried if someone is ever going to love them. Need psychiatric care. I mean, children play games. They make believe. That's but what children the, do. The point is, is that these children trusted the adults. They trusted the establishment. They trusted the medical system that they would have their best interests at heart, and they don't. It's all agenda, agenda, agenda. And well, I'm not going to go into what those are because of social greed. The, 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 agenda. The, 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 That's uh, one the, of the, the agendas. Trans, the There's more. In the United States Depopulation. Is, is now more than a immorality. Tower, modern day Tower of Babel people. People getting paid off. People becoming lifelong uh, customers of the pharmaceutical companies because they have to keep taking these hormones and drugs for the rest of their lives. It's sick, 
all around. And I urge you all to go and watch the video. It's on our website at israelnewstalkradio.com and share it with other parents because parents are at a disadvantage today because they can uh, have their children can go into already this program where they're changing themselves without even their parents' knowledge. And parents need to know what their rights are. And if and and they some parents were threatened that they're going to take their kids away from them if they don't let them do this because they're being abusive to their children and not recognizing what their children's needs are. You need to know your rights, people, and you need to know it before, God forbid, it should happen to you or a family member or a neighbor or a friend or or whatever. Go watch the video. Go ahead, Doctor Mark. Well, well you, you said you said people that, that might take children away. We we need to. I, I, we don't have time to actually talk about that subject. And it's too horrible to actually talk about it anyway. I don't want to talk about it. But people have probably heard of this movie. I've not seen it. Um, Sound of Freedom, I think it's yes, called. Yes, yes, And Child uh, trafficking. Uh, from Sex Ukraine, 80,000, 80,000 children have disappeared. Nobody knows to where. 80,000 children. Horrible. And that's just Ukraine. It's a small country. There are there are half a million children that have disappeared in the United States. The United States is not a retarded con- country. It's not a feeble, uh, backward country. <laughs> How can half a million children disappear across the nation? Heartbreaking, so, heartbreaking. What so when you're say? talking about taking children away, these same parents need to be aware that this is not altruism that the people are coming along taking children away. Okay, let's get back to uh, okay, let's, less. Let's get back. I, 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 I just want, want to raise one more flag and we can go on from there. Even China has received a warning from the IMF that they're approaching a red line. Household debt in China is now 63.5% of GDP. The red line is 65%. So the U.S. is far from alone in, 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 in fiscal irresponsibility. Okay, and after that bright sunshine of news. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, after that bright sunshine of news, we're supposed to move to the to talk about Ukraine. I'm not certain if that's really the that's best thing to do That's not such a happy moment, subject but... either. I know. I understand. All right. But let's talk about Ukraine because people need to know the information because they're only getting it from one side. They're not getting it from the other side. And so we're going to give you that other side. Go ahead. Okay. Now, again, Tamar and I have no interest here. We're not in favor of side A or side B or side whatever. We're just intending to provide information as it seems to appear so please take that into account we're not in favor of or against anyone here we are we are against and i'm speaking for you tomorrow as well but i'm certain you don't disagree with me we are against people being massively slaughtered yes we have compassion for 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 human life yes go ahead even people that aren't nice people i don't care that doesn't matter to me that's not important there's obviously a need to enter into real negotiations. So far, over 400,000 uh, 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 soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers, have been killed in this war. That is a phenomenal number. That's almost half a million people. Sorry? That's almost half a million people. 
Yes. Well, those are just, I'm sorry, soldiers. That doesn't soldiers. include the civilians. So that it's. That doesn't include the civilians, and that doesn't include the wounded that might be, that might be uh, dying uh, later. Uh, invalided for their, for their entire life. Or dying in, in another week or two. That's right. And I, and I would assume that people in the West are not hearing this. I would assume. That they're that they're not getting this information because the media, unfortunately, I believe, in my opinion, is in cahoots. It's they're they're be, they're saying what they're told to say, and they're like Tokyo Rose. If anybody remembers her from World War II. Okay, so um, uh, um, uh, Ukrainian society and Ukrainian Ukraine as a country is clearly on the verge of total collapse. Uh, 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 my first question would be, why does Zelensky hate his people? I mean, does he consider it to be consider himself to be Ukrainian? I, I'm not certain of that anymore. Uh, Saudi Arabia has now scheduled to host a peace conference for Ukraine. Russia is not invited. Now, I don't know who that makes sense to, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand what that can even mean. Okay. In February of 2022, when the war had just begun, one week into the war, a, a peace conference was held and the United States announced officially, the United States State Department announced officially it was unprepared, and I'm quoting, to allow peace. They have stuck with that. Um, uh, uh, the next month after that, they also blocked, block, actively blocked the deal that both sides had agreed to. Then Israel tried, the U.S. blocked, Turkey tried, U.S. blocked, and there have been more and more and more, all blocked by the Biden maladministration. The war could have been concluded within a week or most of the first month. Washington, for some reason, has been adamant that this war must continue to the last Ukrainian. Do you know why? Do you suspect why? I, 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 I... Look, it's easy to say, okay, there are donors like uh, uh, the industrial, the, the military industrial complex, and they're encouraging because they want to sell more missions. I think it's gone beyond that. I don't think even that's the real reason anymore. I think that might have been a contributing factor, but there's something else going on here that I just don't understand. It, it's gone too far. You can't have, uh, I, I mean, remember, Ukraine is the, for, for in all of history, has been the breadbasket of Europe. I, you know, there was this grain deal, which, of course, the Europeans um, uh, um, um, lied, as they always do. Uh, they made a deal with Russia that, okay, you allow the grain to come out, and we will do A, B, and C. Well, the grain was supposed to come. Russia said the grain is going to go out if it goes to countries like in Africa and in South, and South Asia that are in need of grain. The Europeans are going to feed their horses. I, you know, I, I, so, so what is going on here? We don't really know. Just to give one statistic before the break. In the Gulf War, Americans planned for and used a total of 60,000 rounds of am artillery ammunition throughout the war. In Ukraine, the Russians used 60,000 a day. I don't and know NATO what to say. and U.S. does not have the physical capacity to manufacture that. All right. When we get back, we have more news to share with you. We're going to be back after the break.
We're back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, your station for straight talk from Israel. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a commentator on Mideastern world issues, and he's talking to us now about the Ukraine. And where would you like to start in this segment? Well, I ended the last segment by saying that, uh, by, by talking, mentioning the, the issue of, of um, artillery ammunition, and just to connect that to us here in Israel, People need to remember, uh, 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 in the middle of the war, the United States came along and took 300,000 rounds of artillery ammunition from Israel. Now, I'm not saying they did it illegally or or, or in any other uh, uh, dastardly thing or anything like that, but that was our strategic reserve. It's also legally, it was a strategic reserve of the United States as well, stored here. So it was a shared strategic reserve, however you phrase that. But... This has, all of these things have a direct effect on all of us, including here in Israel. Ukraine appears to be far away. As I said, Israel was one of the first countries to volunteer to try to make peace and was blocked by Washington. But there are effects and the effects continuing, continue all the, all, every day. These things don't go, don't go away easily. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, the real question here is why does Biden and the Biden um, a team, if you can call it that. Why do they hate Ukrainians? Why do they? Why is this all happening? Why do they want so many people to be dead? I don't think and they hate the that Ukrainians. That, that, I think that, 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 that they not, they just don't care. They're they're what what's the word? Uh, you you were in the army. They're they're acceptable losses. Is that how you say it? They're acceptable casualties. No, I don't. I don't think it's that. You know, uh, Eddie Wiesel said uh, the, the famous author said that the opposite of, of, uh, of love is not hate. The opposite of love is no connection whatsoever between the actions of the administration in Ukraine and Burisma. Somehow I find that hard to believe. There's no connection between what's happening in Ukraine and the 28 biolabs that were discovered there. Why would anybody put a biolab in Ukraine? The, the most corrupt country in Europe, one of the most corrupt countries in the world for, since the country was founded 30 years ago. Okay. Um, so you know, so what really is going on? I mean, uh, 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 just for context, a Chinese spy was arrested in California. He was naturalized as a U.S. citizen citizen in May 2022, and he already had security clearance at that time. So I mean, what country in their right mind gives security clearance to a person who, before that person even gets citizenship in the country? And what kind Something of what kind of country weird. what kind of country would open up their borders their southern borders to all these criminals and some of them are terrorists all illegal some of them carrying diseases some of them carrying corona they didn't have to they weren't even forced to take the shots and what kind of country would do that open it up and yet force their own citizens to take no, these know, experimental about shots they weren't even tested Anyway, maybe we they had, maybe they didn't. We have maybe a they caller. Had, they, weren't even, they weren't even searched to see if they had fentanyl on them. Right. Okay. We have a. Let's go to a caller. We have Ron joining us. Ron, where are you calling in from? From uh, Baltimore, USA. All right, Ron, and you wanted to make sense of some of what's happening. Go ahead. Okay, I hope so. Uh, to my mind, uh, I have an echo here, so it's a little hard for me. Um, what's happening is that. The, uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a real, uh, real disaster for the United States. And in order to 
make the United States appear to be less of a, a fool and less weak. Uh, what what America is doing now is pushing to prevent Russia from being successful in Ukraine, and that that does two things. One, it shows that the U.S. isn't so weak after all, and number two, it gives a message to China that well, maybe it's not a good idea to invade. Taiwan, and that's a real uh, vital strategic interest for uh, for the United States because Taiwan produces a lot of uh, electronic chips that uh, are used, like in like ninety percent of uh, the world's chip production is there, and so we can't let Taiwan fall to the uh, the communist Chinese. So I think that's why America is being so adamant about not letting Russia be successful in Ukraine. Okay, that's interesting. Mordechai, what do you have to say to uh, Ron? I think it's a fantastic uh, 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 theory, but facts don't don't prove it. I mean, front, 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 first of all, Russia has now become the strongest army on the planet. So if that was America's plan, they failed totally. Not 98%, but 100% failure, if that was the plan. Russia has become stronger. Militarily, economically, diplomatically. Um, uh, 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 Russia is now, we'll talk about this in the next segment, Russia is now throwing the United States out of almost every country in Africa today, where, which has a lot of resources that, that America needs. So if that was America's plan, and I'm saying, and I don't know if you're right or wrong, if that was America's plan, then America totally failed. Ron, do you want to add anything? Well, I can I can uh, appreciate that because that uh, goes along with uh, uh, Mr. Biden's uh, record of success. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that makes sense. All right. I'm sorry to laugh. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. I think you're a first-time caller, Ron. Are you a first-time caller? No, no. We we've talked before. Uh, you know my son Mordechai and all that. Ah. Okay, great. Oh, good to hear you. Good to hear your voice. Okay, great. Well, thanks for calling into the show and, and continue to do so. Thanks so much for, for joining us on the air. Okay, you're welcome. Be well. Okay, interesting. Okay, your input is very important to us. Please, please. Yeah. And anybody else, really, really, we really want to hear other people's opinions. Yes, we, we can hear other people's opinions, even if they don't agree with our own, because we are from the 1960s and 50s and... We know what freedom is, <laughs> and we don't get we I, I don't go get what's the word offended. Right? We don't get offended if someone doesn't agree. agree with us. I want to learn <laughs> exactly. We, we want to learn. We want to have this discourse and dialogue because we can learn something. We don't get offended if someone doesn't agree with us. All right, that was great. Great to have you on. All right, so let's continue because we have a lot of subjects, and this is our last segment. So go ahead. Okay, let's go on to the coup in Africa. Everybody is aware. I'm certain of the. The coup in the country called Niger, um, just a, a funny semantic thing. There's Niger and there's Nigeria. They are two separate countries, totally unconnected, no relationship between them. The names are very similar, and they're very close to one another geographically. Just be aware that there are two separate countries. Some people make a, make, get a little bit confused about that. Oh, and you mean that Sweden and Switzerland aren't the same country? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so uh, the, the coup in Nigeria, it's the fifth coup in that country since independence, and the seventh coup in West Africa in the last three years. Uh, the, the, the immediate importance of this is this threatens Europe's 
uh, access to uranium because Niger um, uh, uh, is one of the primary producers of uranium in the world. Over 40%, and this is a horrible thing to have to say, over 40% of the, of the Nigerian population live in extreme poverty, despite phenomenal mineral wealth that the country has. The country has a lot of, not just uranium, but a lot of mineral wealth, really. Uh, it, it should be absolutely one of the wealthiest countries around, certainly one of the, one of the healthiest, it should be, one of the healthiest in Africa. It's one of the worst. Okay, so let's delve into history for just a second. Uh, Nigeria is a former, in quote-unquote, French colony. It was brutally conquered in 1922. They began, the French began their war there in 1890. The, the, the people in Nigeria, the, the, the so-called natives, resisted for 32 years. France finally did conquer it. It was a horrible, brutal, brutal war. And by the way, this war followed... Um, uh, 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 um, I said in 1890, the beginning of the 19th century, Nigeria was one of the primary, I don't know how to say this politely, I mean, I, I apologize for what I'm saying because it, it, it makes me ill. Nigeria was one of the primary suppliers of slaves to the American market. Tens of millions of, of people were taken from there. Tens of millions. So the, the people in Nigeria do not have a lot of love for the West. Neither for Europeans nor for Americans. And in terms of the Sahel, which is a very important portion of Africa, Sahel is that belt of, uh, of countries just south of the Sahara, for people who aren't aware of the geography. Um, uh, 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 France has maintained co a colonial hold on the currency of Niger since they gained independence in, in 1960. The French have continued to control their currency, and of course, all um, um, uh, 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 um, military purchases and any major purchases that the country makes must, of course, be made from French companies up until this coup. This coup, one of the first things they did was cancel all contracts with French companies, which does not make France overly happy. Um, we don't know at this point if the coup there is a failed democracy or a failed of democracy. Four neighboring countries have declared their support of the coup, while others are threatening to invade it to reinstall the um, uh, previous government. Um, to call the previous government democratically elected is a bit of a stretch, though formally that's what it appears to be. Uh, 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 there were uh, ballot boxes, there, were, there was some sort of an election, whether how, 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 how democratic that election was, nobody really knows. My claim, and this is my personal opinion, that there's a very strong smell of Ukrainian-style foreign, interve foreign intervention. And the smell is very strong to my nose. Perhaps mm -hmm. I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, uh, uh, uh. On the other hand, and this is very important to, to note, um, the attitude of the people of Nigeria is not as American media would present it to whites. They're not anti-white. They're anti-Europeans and anti-American. For instance, Russia is there. Russians are white. Nobody has a problem with Russians in, in Nigeria. 
It's not a question of skin color. You know, I know that that may be shocking to some people, but that happens to be the case. Well, Mordecai, don't you know everything is racism today? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, if I have a if I have a problem with a toenail, it's racism. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nigeria is the seventh largest producer of uranium in the world. Five percent of the world of the global total. Twenty four percent of the EU reactor supply. So it's a very important country in terms of uranium. As I said, it has many other minerals as well. Um, both France and the U.S. have military bases there. The present coup is attempting to eject them. It's unclear what result that will have. Um, they have said, they have stated, the, the people that, uh, the military people that took over the government have stated that wasn't one of the reasons for the, for the coup was to reject these military bases. By the way, Nigeria has a very, very ethnically diverse population. It is not um, uh, um, one tribe or something like that. There are more than seven or eight uh, tribes there and various languages and various things, this and that and the other thing. So it's very, very diverse. Um, generally speaking, in terms of Africa, China and Russia are both gaining ground rapidly while the U.S. is pulling back all over Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, all over. Um Africa, as people know, has a lot of very important core commodities. One of the strategic objectives of Russia, because of the war in Ukraine, is to deny these commodities to the West, which is sort of an obvious move on Russia's part. Um, one of the things that Russia is doing because of this, and I think this is extraordinarily important, Russia just forgave... $23 billion in African sovereign debt. That does not exactly sound like a gas station country suffering from sanctions. $23 billion simply erased. They also announced that countries suffering acute food shortages would be supplied generously with grain. I haven't seen the Europeans supplying anybody generously with grain except for their horses and cows. Oh, maybe they're pigs as well. Um, Europe did not reciprocate, but what they have done is they have criticized the uh, uh, the uh, summit that Russia had with these African countries because it didn't have a green deal as a result of it. That's all they can figure out to say. So take that news as you wish, understand it as you wish, but these are things that are happening in the world and the world is not get, is not getting calmer at this point. All right. Let's also, go on to the next subject. Yes. Also in uh, Africa, nuclear Somalia. Well, nuclear Somalia is actually a term. It's not. It, we're not talking actually about the the country Somalia. We're talking about uh, 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 a possibility of a nuclear um, occurrence, a nuclear issue in a country that is not a. Organized is not. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word civilized. That's not. That, that's almost a horrible word today. Uh, a country that is not well run and well organized. Okay. So what we're seeing right now is there is a uh, um, enormous problem in Pakistan, and Pakistan is one of the nine countries in the world to have nuclear weapons. Pakistan has, according to most analysts, about 120 nukes. It has about 230 million population. It's one of the 
largest, one of the most popular populist countries on the planet. Uh, it's currently undergoing enormous challenges, partly due to mismanagement, partly due to mis to natural disasters. Um, a third of the country was floated was floated. I'm sorry, was flooded by monsoon rains. A third of the country was underwater. Uh, this is a horrible thing to happen to any country. When it happens to a very very poor country, this is even worse. Saudi Arabia has been extremely generous with aid to Pakistan over the years and has helped them uh, uh, enormously in a lot of different areas, given them given away tremendous amounts of many billions of dollars to Pakistan. Pakistan is a terrorist state. Taliban are active there. Al-Qaeda is active there. Islamic State is active there. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, by the way, Biden's recent statement that Al-Qaeda is not active in Afghanistan or the environs was simply a lie. Um, uh, they are, all three of those organizations and others are actively battling for national control. That's the big, big issue. That's why it's called nuclear Somalia. If the country is falling apart, who gets to control the nuclear, nuclear weapons? Might it be Taliban, Al-Qaeda, Islamic State? Are they just going to be sold on the market for, the, for anybody to buy? Maybe Saudi Arabia will buy them. Who knows? That's the point. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Can the world allow these nukes to pass to the free market? I would hope not. Is there anybody out there actually giving this any real thought? I don't see anybody out there doing that. And that's scary. Okay. That takes care of that. Uh, chaos. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about chaos. Right, now, I, but... know, I know, I <laughs> know. So a, double, a, a destabilized Pakistan has the potential to be one of the worst disasters of human history. When the causes that people back are more important to them to, or to major portions of the population than the system, the system is in jeopardy. That's a general statement. I don't remember who, sta who, who made the, the statement originally. I think I'm quoting somebody, and I don't remember who I'm quoting, and I apologize. So I've, I've, I've been unfair. I've quoted somebody. I don't remember who it is. I can't attribute. I'm being, being nasty. I'm sorry. Um, this produces disorder and increasing political polarity. We see this on the streets of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, Paris, Seattle, um, uh, Baltimore, pardon me, Ron, um, uh, and many other places. We just saw a, you sent me uh, tomorrow a, a video of, of a robbery in a, uh, what was that called, a Gucci a company? Yeah, in California there, yeah. And not just in California, in Beverly Hills. Yeah, right. In the like the 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 the, the, ritzy the, the part of the wealth capital of California, right. this is horrible. These this is this is chaos. This At is sometimes this, this is true. I'm going to make a prediction here, and if anybody doesn't like the prediction, you can you can you can hit me or whatever. I don't know what. At some time within the next in the coming five years, I expect a mega mega terror event of proportions never imagined. I'm not talking about 9-11. I'm talking about 10 times 9-11. Where? I don't know where. I don't know how. 
It may be nuclear, For it may what? be chemical, it may be, be biological. The, and what would be it's the, what I it's what I'm calling a science fiction event. And and the motive and the perpetrator who? The motive is chaos. The perpetrator could be again Al Qaeda, Islamic State, Taliban, or just some crook, just some organization like uh, the drug cartels that working out of Latin America. Remember that all of the drug cartels today are allied with Hezbollah and allied with um, uh, 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 Hamas. And I'm not saying allied in the sense of, oh, by the way, let's have a let's have a coffee together. I'm saying allied, they work together actively, intimately on money laundering, on 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 uh, a transshipment of goods, not just drugs but other goods as well, on arms, on training. So every single one of these drug cartels supplies money to terrorist organizations around the world. I said Hezbollah and Hamas, but of course uh, uh, Taliban, Al-Qaeda, Islamic State, the government of Iran. These are all terrorist organizations, and all of these are fed, among other things, by America's drug problem. But what would be their motive to bring chaos? I see a motive to bring chaos from the power elites that want to make a one world government because then they can have this opening, this opportunity to bring in a one world government. What do smaller crime agencies or smaller Islamic groups have to, what, what would be their reason? I, that I'm not clear about. First of all, um, uh, first of all, your, your question is a very astute question. It's a very important question. Um, uh, uh, I would not define these as Islamic groups. I would define these as militant groups, some of whom have religious motivations, some of them have greed motivations, some of them have other motivations. If we go back, for instance, a few years in time to things like uh, uh, the Red Army faction and some of these other things, they weren't religiously motivated. They were motivated by, I don't know, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders and Tom, and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, it's not Tom and Jerry. It's uh, Ben and Jerry. I'm sorry. The, they both look like mice to me, but okay. Um, uh, uh, the motivation might be just to kill people. It's fun. Motivation might be just to cause chaos because it's a good thing to cause chaos. If you cause chaos, you can sell more drugs or whatever. What was the motivation of Al-Qaeda in 9-11? They weren't looking for chaos. They were looking to revenge, for revenge against the United States. Vengeance has always been a, a, a motivating factor in human beings. And if you can do a mega vengeance, why not? People enjoy it. Isn't that fun? Isn't that something that you enjoy doing? How about eliminating a city like Washington, D.C., or erasing Paris or London? These things are possible today. You can actually do that. That's why I'm calling it a science fiction event. We're talking about um, it might be something totally unexpected. Maybe it won't be nuclear or chemical or biological. Maybe it'll be an AI event. I don't know. That's why it's science fiction. I cannot predict how it's going to happen. What I am certain is that something very big is on its way. Very big. And, and again, state why you believe that? Just well, because all, they all can? The, all of the data seems to point to that. If you, if you start with things like Sound of Freedom, that, that movie... Start with, do you realize that the money involved in 
in mark in, what is it called trafficking of children is a bigger business than the drug business. That's yeah, disgusting. but with AI and it's robots coming in, they won't need to take real human children. They can just build robots for that. And I don't no, want to no, go into No, no, we're very far from that level of, of technology. That'll take, another, uh, that'll take many, many decades. Mordecai, yet. I'll send you a video. They're already doing stuff like that right now. But in any case, I, I, I just want to insert here, and I think I might have mentioned it before in the show, but I was, I was wondering with all the because this movie sound of freedom and did it didn't just come out and people are talking about it they're actually making it a controversial issue in the news today uh that uh you know whether they're just trying to scare people uh etc etc that movie what was held back and only now it was released and i'm wondering if uh i'm wondering if they're doing this purposely making it like a news story and keeping it controversial in order to keep it in the heads of people to scare them to eventually be convinced to chip their children. So God forbid nothing like this should ever happen, that if they're stolen, they can find them, you know, very, very quickly. And this would induce parents perhaps to agree to chip their children from the sphere. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually the next, the next subject, subject. Oh, really? Okay. Look, what a great segue then. <laughs> okay. What was that? The orb? Correct. You know, I just want to say each week, Dr. Mordechai sends me the topics that he'd like to talk about. Sometimes I'll send him topics that I want to talk about as well. And, and I don't know, like some of these things, he just labels them like these great titles, the orb. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. So it's always exciting for me. And I, and I also don't like to ask him too, too much about what something is about, because I want to hear about this the first time together with you, the audience, because I want to be genuine in my response to what he's saying and ask the questions that I think that you might be wondering as you're listening to it. So go ahead, the orb, go ahead, take it away. Okay. The, the, the definition of the word orb I'll get to in a moment. There is an um, uh, 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 initiative, we'll call it that for the moment, which is called WorldCoin. And it is supposedly a new kind of uh, uh, cryptocurrency. And the uh, idea is uh, uh, it's, it's being promoted by a, a company called um, Tools for Humanity. Now, Listen carefully to what I'm saying, because the, 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 these data items that I'm mentioning now are amazing, just utterly amazing. So that they, they've come up with this idea that um, you have to prove that you're a human being. So to prove that you're a human being, you look into this device, which is a ball, which is why they call it an orb. They've installed these things in more than 30 different, 35 cities around the world. There are already two million morons that have given their bio, their biometric data to this to this machine. Um, there are no guarantees of accuracy. There are no guarantees of privacy. Um, uh, uh, they even write in their very very complex contract that you sign that uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, the terms and conditions state that there will be no refund or compensation in the event of digital tokens being stolen by hackers or other malicious groups, or if there is, quote, an intentional or unintentional bugs on the open source software that they use. 
Intentional or unintentional bug? What is an, an intentional bug? There, I, I'm a computer scientist originally. There's no, there is no such definition of an unintentional bug. People but that's are, what the contract actually states. Yeah. With People act, are act, reckless. That's what actually written there. They're reckless. Now, you go to this orb and you stare into it and it scans your retina, it scans your eyeball. Okay? Right. It then links that with your cell phone, which means that they have all of the information about you, despite their lies, that they don't. So I'm saying they. Who are they? So there are two people involved, or two names that are presented here. Uh, the head of this company, Tools for Humanity, is a fellow by the name of uh, Alex Blania. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. B-L-A-N-I-A. And his so-called boss, I'm not certain if that's the term that they would use, is a fellow by the name of Sam Altman. Who is Sam Altman? Well, Sam Altman is the head of OpenAI. He is also one of Klaus Schwab's dearest friends wow. and associates. What a coincidence. And he's also a member of Bilderberg Group. Mm-hmm. So he's got it coming from every direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 he has big, in, big, big uh, ambitions, clearly. So what is the business model of Tools for Humanity, this, this company that is promoting these orbs. Well, they're not willing to tell you. How are they going to make money? They're not willing to tell you. Non-published. Um, how, how, what, what are their, their objectives as a company? They're not willing to tell you. All of this is private. It's a private company. They don't have to tell you. But they will expect people to give their bio, uh, 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 biographic information to them There are 1,500 orbs installed around the world today. They are claiming that if this, if you give your your information to them, they will give you a grant, a Genesis grant of 25 WorldCoin tokens, which is approximately, so they claim, supposed to be um, uh, valued at $50 today. So $50 and you get to give away your privacy forever. You become a digital where this, slave. Where is this data stored? They won't tell you. How is it stored and how is it protected? They won't tell you. Uh-huh. Um, you've got to be really stupid. Really, really, really stupid to stare into this device. To give away your, 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 uh, your um, uh, um, biometric data. Well, I think that this, this you know, next generation is stupid. I do. I'm sorry. I, I apologize to everybody because I don't like to say negative, such negative things. But like I, some of them, I mean, I can't even have a conversation with them. It's like they're zombies. They don't even know how to think. They just like, they're like parrots. They just repeat. I, 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 well, I can't. Unfortunately, there are not, there's, a not in, there's a non-trivial number of those people in, in older generations as well. I mean, do you actually think that, that, What's her puts the, the uh, AOC? Is that is that she's, what she's not our about? generation AOC? She's the younger generation. Oh really? You and mm-hmm. I are old, Mordechai. We're in our yeah, we are. That's true. But I'm, I mean, I I I, I, thought, uh, I think you meant the actually younger than that even. But I mean, I, I don't think I have no, I have no um 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 um, um what what is it called um actually uh, uh, I've lost the word um. Um, I, I have no thoughts that she has ever had a thought in her head. I mean, if she's capable of thinking anything beyond 
I don't know, sex, then I would be shocked. Anyway, so this is a, this is an orb. This is a world coin. I, anyone who wants to believe what I'm saying, stay as far away from this garbage as you possibly can. It is absolutely horrible. You were talking about chipping children. This is even worse than chips. Their okay. concept is um, uh, um, um, to prove that you're human. Well, A, this doesn't prove that you're human. And B, um, biometric data should never be given out to anyone for any reason without very, very strong protections, not zero protections. I understand there's a caller. Yes, we have joining us Richard from Florida. Hi there, Richard. What's your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? Tomorrow, we, Yona, we've been friends for many years. Uh, this is uh, Rachamin Freer from Floridians for Israel Institute. Yes. And, Professor, we've uh, suspected for many, many years that uh, Biden has just been uh, under the tutelage of the puppet master, Obama. When you look at the uh, Afghanistan withdrawal, when you look at the China blimp flying over the bases, and now it's really going to come to fruition, really going to be demonstrated how all of the strings have been pulled by Obama. Um, Looking back on the years, uh, how do you feel about the way events transpired, and what do you really foresee for the future, especially with respect to Israel? Also, I do want to say that my group, I do want to say that my group is out at various uh, locations in Miami doing pro-Israel rallies and with our banners and signs, getting thumbs up. And so there really is a lot of grassroots supports support down here in Miami for Israel and the disarming of Iran immediately. Yeah, well, first of all, unfortunately, I wish I could say that I disagree with you about Obama, but that's my opinion as well. I don't have proof for it. I can't prove anything about him, but I've not been a fan of him for since before he came on, since he first came on the world stage, since before his nomination for president even. I, I just don't think he's a responsible person. I don't think he's an honest person. But again, this is opinions, and I can't prove it. All I know is that he makes me extremely uncomfortable. Um, uh, 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 whether he's the puppet master or he himself is also a puppet, I have no idea. Uh, I, I believe that the um, the Clinton family are in there as well. I don't think any of these families are working alone. I think the Biden family, Clinton family, Obama family, and probably a few others that are identified as being part of the Democratic establishment are working together. Um, but I don't think that they're alone in this. I don't think they're the puppet masters. I think the people that are the masters here are really behind the scenes and not in front of things. Because well, when you look at uh, when you look at John Brennan and when you look at the way Susan Rice. I I can really list off, name off uh, a dozen people that are really pulling the strings and running the show. And uh, it's really been tragic to look and see how the, through the years, these events have demonstrated the fact that uh, Obama has been uh, the machine behind it all. Well, if it's one person that's behind it all, 
frankly, that would really surprise me because that would be a phenomenal accomplishment. Uh, As I said, uh, I don't have proof, but I suspect that there's more to it than that. Uh, I'm certainly not not disagreeing with you. I certainly uh, 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 believe that what he does is, uh, uh, is horrible, and he knows it, and I think he's a terrible person. But I think there are a lot of other terrible people around here as well. And I, I don't think we really understand the depth of how evil this total um, cabal really is. I, and I, I think we're going well, to be seeing it within the coming decade. I, I want to say here that uh, there were rumors long ago, and, and they're just rumors. We don't know if they're true or not, that they were saying that Russia was predicting that this black man was going to uh, become the president of the United States, that they were grooming him, and this was a supposedly Barack Hussein Obama and all that. So even if he might still be the puppet uh, ho- holder of Biden, still, if their claims are true, and I don't know that they are, but if they are, then it's, it's a combination of both, I, I would think. But, uh, you know, you're welcome to weigh in. Tomorrow, I'll tell you what. My alma mater, the University of Chicago, is where um, Obama's built this massive mansion near Jackson Park. Why would Obama still have digs in Washington, D.C., right near the seat of power, in addition to his mansion in Hawaii? The guy's still on the take, and he's still calling the shots, especially with respect to Iran. And I'm really scared about Iran. And that's why we've got our people out with the banners and signs on the streets of Miami, disarm Iran. And uh, we had lots of support from the passersby with the honking of the horns and thumbs up and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I hear you. I would just say that you can't really depend on some horn honking because it, that could disappear one day if they think that they're going to be... Um, threatened, just to remember. Well, you know, we've we've had some of these uh, Arabs pull over and spit on our cars also, but uh, <laughs> we're rough and tough, and so we can handle it. All right, well, good, but you know what? In the meantime, Richard, try to make Aliyah, try to convince your community to make Aliyah, and uh, and if you can't make Aliyah at the moment, I'm speaking to everybody, well, if I, you're able you know, to, buy yourself visit. some property I, here. Yeah, you know, I pay visits uh, regularly, and uh, let's hear more from Shai Ben Tekoa. I think I'll renew sponsorship of his show. That would be wonderful. And by the way, uh, Richard has been the one that has been sponsoring him to come on, so thank you. We love it when we get to play his shows. That would be fantastic if you can do that. And, Professor, we really look forward to hearing your pearls of wisdom every week. <laughs> wow, thank you very much. Um, that's very... <laughs> That's, that's very interesting to hear. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your shalom, call, Richard. Shalom. Thank you. Wow, it's great. It's so wonderful to hear from our listeners when they call in because we feel like we're really opening up the opportunity for people to be able to join us on the air and give their opinion so everybody can hear it, not just an email later to me where I'm the only person who sees it. Uh, you can actually be heard and be heard around the world. So thank you, everybody, for calling in. We, we love getting your calls. All right, well, that's the end of the show. Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, I think we've tackled all the uh, topics, and I want to thank you for coming on. And we should hear good news. We should be able to give good news and not gloom and doom. Oh, yes. Uh, there's lots of shame. I wish, I wish it would be so easy to do that. But unfortunately, right now, the world is in a state of flux. I believe we are at a crux to- uh, moment in time 
and it's going to be very hard in the future. Yeah, but we all know after the hard birth comes a beautiful baby, and we all know how the story is going to end. It's going to be good. Just we have to oh, buckle our seatbelts in the meantime. But in the meantime, we're, we're, we think the news is not is not pleasant. We'll do our best. Thank you, everybody, for okay. listening in to the Tomorrow No Show here at Israel News Talk Radio. And thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you.